thank you for uh, for listening uh, on Liberty Tactics. I, I think it's an important uh, international venue. The title of your show is Liberty Tactics, which I think is really important. And liberty is a really important word. Uh, we take it for granted. It is Monday, the 26th of September in the year of our Lord, 2022, and it's just gone 11 a.m. here in the UK. Welcome back to our now weekly show with our Roy Davis. And I do believe we're at the beginning of the end, Mr. Roy Davis. Good morning. Hello, Lou. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I went out at the weekend, so that doesn't happen very often, so... When that happens, I just, my voice goes and, uh, yeah, getting too old for evenings out. So thank you, Rick, for that. Um, We're good. But um, everyone was holding with bated breath as the 24th of September came, a bit like we were all holding on for dear life on the uh, 21st of December um, 2012. But here we are. We're still here. So um, what's happening, Roy? Why are we at the beginning of the end? And why is the show today so important? Well, first of all, I have alluded to, I don't pay much interest to dates now being put forward. I don't pay much attention to many of the channels, you know, saying that uh, it's a military. We're already martial law, the Sarah Jusara on the, you know, on the order of day. It's so much bunk, as a matter of fact. I think we've got to deal with what is and, and plan from there. Now, the reason why this podcast is so important is that the votes that are taking place now in the four regions of the Donbass and the response from Vladimir Putin, they, uh, that is a red line now globally uh, that's been put down by Putin. And really, he's starting now the, uh, the development of the downfall of the WCC. And I, I refer, I'm not going to refer to BRICS, uh, ASEAN, TRICS, SEO. I'm going to call it the East. Now let's have a look at the voting process, because the voting process uh, comes to a conclusion in a few days, I think tomorrow. Tuesday. Roy, can you turn up a bit, because you've gone very quiet again. That's all. I just want listeners to me, because it's so important that people hear you. Can you hear me now? That's better, yeah. Just keep your voice up a little bit. Thank you. Okay. So I think that um, the election process, the actual election itself, comes to a conclusion tomorrow. But the, uh, the, the polls are showing, the exit polls are showing, absolutely overwhelming in the four regions that they want to rejoin uh, Mother Russia. And it's not up it's not up for discussion. Now that leaves and it, by the way, it will be it will be October the first. Well it'll be the start of October the first where the Russian Parliament, Russian Federation, will endorse and accept the four regions into Mother Russia. And that, as I explained, will be the beginning. Of, uh, of events because it leaves Putin with a number of options but I'll deal with the two most likely scenarios 
And I'll deal with the most favorable scenario as option one. And uh, that is that come next Monday, Zelensky and, the, and his troops will stop shelling the four, re, uh, the four regions of the, the, Russia, the Russian state. They will not attempt to uh, attack Russia. That will signal the end of the conflict. If that takes place, that will be the end of the Ukraine conflict, okay? It might peter on for a few days, a, a week or two, but uh, until Zelensky himself leaves the scene of history. And that's also on the order of the day. So what will, if, he st- if, the, if the fighting stops, if the uh, uh, Zelensky and the Ukrainians don't attack Russia, I believe that Putin, he won't cut the energy lines to Ukraine immediately, not in the first period. And it's the, w, it's the WCC response that will uh, devastate and end Zelensky quickly. And I'll explain that. Indication, uh, indication of the way forward for NATO and the US, that they will back off and leave Ukraine if you like, high and dry. No funding, no nothing. If you like, Ukraine will they'll leave the headlines as quickly as they arrived. Now, an indication that they, that they are not going to attack Russia and not be a party to any weapons, etc., being passed to Ukraine, even for defensive purposes, is that Zelensky, for over a month now, has been calling for tanks because his tanks, according to Scott Ritter, then now he's only got one third of the tanks left. Now he's asked the Americans for Abraham tanks and he's asked the Germans for their newest model. Neither of them have, have, uh, you know, have supplied and have said that they will supply Zelensky because they understand that to do so after the deadline, would be construed by Russia as an act of war by them. Now, the NATO military committee, one day after Putin made his his, uh, speech last week, declared that they were not at war with Russia. The US military came about with the same statement, that they weren't at war with Russia. Now you come back to Zelensky. If this option is the option that takes place, and I think it's the most likely, well, what happens to Ukraine? What happens to Zelensky? All the armaments dry up. All the monies dry up from the WCC countries. What is left? What is left in Ukraine? It, it, it is a country now that has a dysfunctional economy. A currency that is going down the pan. The threat of no energy with over 45 million people facing general winter in the next few weeks. Very quickly, as I said, Ukraine, they're not going to feature in the news. Its population will be cold, starving, and poorly prepared for the future. And it's in this environment that Zelensky will be held to account. 
and he will be quickly dumped. Whether he makes it out alive is a moot point. But this scenario, this is the best outcome, the most acceptable outcome for Putin and for the Ukrainian people. Why? Well, for Putin, it, it will mean there will be no devastation of the further devastation of the economy, no loss of civilian life, and an appreciation that uh, he has not sought devastation against the Ukraine. And the Ukrainian masses will see Zelensky in his true light. They would, you know, they would act to remove him. And all they would have to do, you know, the issue is, would, would uh, Putin then take over the rest of Ukraine? No. Why would he do that? He's declared that he's for a unipolar world and sovereign right of nations. To go down that road would completely... Yeah, divorce him from his stance. Now, the key point about Zelensky going is his replacement would have to be acceptable to Russia. And I think that the guy who was in Zelensky's cabinet, whom the Russians have uh, taken back in a prisoner exchange, I think he's probably the most likely candidate. And there are big benefits for him coming back for the Ukrainian people. Because if he came back, then energy and trade would be reestablished. The economy would get going. I believe that Putin would give financial aid to Ukraine to assist them. They would get the most favored nation status, 35% of all energies. I know it's hard to believe at this moment in time, but it, it might be a different, and I think it will be a different ballgame. I can see that, Roy. I can see exactly what you're saying, and I agree. I totally understand what you're saying. Fantastic stuff. That might be a different ball game as you, you know, in the next 10 to 14 days. Now, option two. Option two is the most undesired option, and that would be that Zelensky keeps on shelling Donetsk, Kherson, Lugansk, and other Russian cities. Remember, I'm talking after October the 1st. So they're Russian cities now. And the response from Putin then, I believe, would be devastating. Scott Ritter um, put forward in a recent video, I think it was on Redacted, either Redacted or the Duran, that Putin has now brought 900 uh, warplanes, SUV specials, uh, within target of all of Ukraine. And what Scott Ritter said was if this scenario came about, then the skies would be blackened and the air superiority would then devastate. Now, what would the Russians do in this scenario? Immediately, they would attack military depots, military operation centers in the major cities, Kiev, Lvov, and others. They would destroy the transport links into Ukraine. They would destroy communications between Ukraine and, uh, and the world. They would cut off all power and energy. They would control the ports. They would take Odessa. They would annihilate all the Ukrainian forces, destroy the weaponry and their troops, and it would be an annihilation. What would be the response 
of NATO, the UN, the WCC countries, they just observed. They, would, they, were, they were already realized that any interference would make them targets. But that is the least favorable option. That is not the option that Putin and the Russians would want to go down because there would be mass collateral damage. And Putin realizes it goes against what he's been saying, but if his hand is forced, if the shelling takes place, and let's not forget, the shelling is taking place now in those, in, uh, in Lugansk, Donetsk, the, it, it's taking place in Babarusha, uh, it's taking place now. There are dozens, if not hundreds, being killed by the shell, by the shelling. But as I saw one interview, they said, well, you know, this is normal. This is what we get. It's what we've had for eight years. It's the reason why Putin stepped in. So if they keep on doing that, I believe they'll see the iron fist. Or Putin will take the stance. There's no more discussions. I'm just going to get rid of them. Come what may. Now, you could have a mixture of the two. But that's just dealing with Ukraine. On October the 1st, in regard to the WCC countries, I think all commodities will stop immediately. Forget this dispensation by the US on their sanctions to allow EU countries to get coal, gas, foods, uranium. Now forget all that. Putin, Putin will stop everything. And he has no problems. He's forged alliances. He's got other markets now. They're prepared to take all his, all his commodities outside of the WCC. But if the, if the military devastation that I've talked about is, could be very severe, again, it's the financial nuclear weapon which Putin can launch anytime now which is held back, which will be far more devastating than what has been described above. What am I talking about? Well, it's, it's come up in the press that Putin is getting hold of the non-reserved gold. Now, that's the undeclared gold. They've got 2,000 tons declared in the central bank. But then there's the undeclared gold and all the West, all the scribes in the West, all these economists, you know, these geniuses said, ah, oh, well, that's, that's for mobilization. They don't know what they're talking about. This is the strongest currency, one of the strongest economies in the world. It does not need to put gold to back up what it's got on the table. No, it's not about that. They're wrong. And how much gold am I talking about in non-reserves? Well, according to Alistair McLeod, former banker and bullion, uh, you know, heads a bullion company, and Andy Sheckman, who heads another bullion company, these people have their finger on the price of gold, understand that it's really money, and know about the subject they're talking about, 
both these, these, these individuals agree that they think that there's 10,000 plus tons of, of gold, physical gold, in the non-reserves. Now, these funds, I believe, will be moved into the Russian Central Bank. At a stroke, Russia would then have the largest physical monetary gold reserves on the planet. Couple that up with commodities. Couple that up with the strongest currency. Couple that up with their alliance with China. And you begin to understand the real relationship of forces in regard to world economy. Now, come into play the recently formed Moscow World Standard Bullion Exchange. And of course, Putin's mooted new currency to replace the dollar for trade in the East, in which he supported 100% by Xi. So the new currency, which they say will be commodities and gold, this will be put forward in, in alliance with China. That being the case, China would have to declare its real gold reserves. Again, if we go back to the experts, and there are many more than the two I mentioned in regard to China, all of them say, all of them, that China has in excess of 30,000 tons of gold. So that would give a combined 42,000 tons of gold. And it's now up to Xi and Putin to decide when they're going to pull the trigger. For the WCC countries, this would be the equivalent of financial nuclear annihilation. And I mean annihilation. You would have a situation where the world's greatest productive power, the industrial workshop of the world, China, linked up to the world's greatest producer of commodities and holders of physical gold and energy, Russia, united under a currency. Why would they do that? Because they're acutely aware, particularly Putin, is acutely aware of the crashing of the WCC global economy. He understands that it's going through the floor. He also understands that there is a contagion with it. Now they put capital controls, as I mentioned, around their countries, but they're going to have to introduce this currency before the final collapse. When they introduce the currency, what happens? It means, I believe, that India, all the East countries, then jump on to this currency. And when they jump, that is the end of the dollar. That is the end of all the fiat currencies on a global scale. Now, I'll come back to that. You, you might ask, well, what, what about India? India has a lot of gold. Yeah, it has fantastic gold reserves. But Putin, I believe it's part of his thinking, 
understands that many of the countries aligned to him, they don't have gold. Yes, they have commodities, but they don't have gold. And many of them have commodities under the ground and haven't been processed yet. I've got the factories there. Come in India. India will lease these countries gold on the most favorable of circumstances, which will not strangle them, but will assist them to develop their countries overnight. So I think the big three have their roles already charted out. Now, as I said, I'll come back to it later. Let's accept one way or another, Ukraine is facing defeat and Zelensky and the Azov mob are on borrowed time. What next for NATO? Remember that Thucydides trap I explained? Where ancient Sparta saw, saw Athens as the new kid on the block, the new yeah. driving power. Therefore, it invoked a war yeah. and then was able to defeat. Well, we've had a war with Ukraine. That is coming to an end. So where is the next conflict? And it must come pretty quickly. Let's have a look at Stoltenberg's remarks on September the 21st to Reuters. Now, he said China should be regarded by NATO as a security challenge. And this is a direct quote. The sum of all this just increases the importance of NATO allies standing together and realizing that China is part of the security challenge we need to face today. Not next week, not next month, today. And he went on. Now, let's, let's uh, explain the background to this. They knew Ukraine was coming to an end. They knew that it would be suicide to challenge Russia. They knew the game was over. So they have been preparing on September the 1st, September the 5th, and September the 20th. Warships from the American Navy have been in the Taiwan Straits. And on the 20th, the day before, they went in. Now, Stoltenberg was asked about the American aircraft carriers and warships going in to the Taiwan Straits. He replied, straight-faced, that he noted China's behavior in the South China Seas, and that it was provocative to Taiwan. In other words, as I mentioned, Ukraine is ending. China will be starting anytime soon. Now, let's go back a bit to the financial. Russia is a pillar of the world in regard to commodities. China is a pillar of the world in regard to the production of goods. The moment that this war goes hot, starts, then the WCC will come in and make the same blunder it did with Russia and say, oh, well, we're putting sanctions on you. And that will be it. That will be it for the West. No goods, no commodities. It will then become 
very dire. And that type of development is a precursor to a conflict of the Third World War. And that, in a few weeks' time, will be the headlines that will be appearing on the fake news and the fake media. But I'd like to get back now to the financial, because I'm trying to tie up how the crisis in the financial world is reflected now in the military, in the living standards, in every aspect of our life. So let's come to the finances. Let's bring back, let's say, you know, we explain why Putin and Xi want to bring a, 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 a new currency. They understand that the WCC currency are going to fall. When will, you know, when will the cabal-controlled countries, when will they fall? I believe that that's taking place right now. I've highlighted the plight of Germany. The German government has taken over the entire gas industry. The problem with that is there's no gas. So what do they do with the tens of thousands of workers linked to gas and all the other jobs linked to it? Oh, that's easy. The small and medium companies, which provide materials and components, they've already been told to shut down. As for the workforce, it now will be in a process of realizing the next. Have a look at France. One third, now they've announced it, one third of their power stations are out of commission. They are facing power cuts. Now, this is a country that is not economically strong. Agreed? On food sources and foodstuffs it is, but it needs fertilizer. <laughs> you guessed it. Who provides it fertilizer? The same person, the same country that provides it gas, it's oil, it's coal. Yeah, Putin. Unfortunately, let's remember now, those have all been cut off. Because this period we're talking about, they don't, they, they're, not, they're not coming to the West. And Putin will add to his sanctions. That's what I'm saying. His sanctions. So far, he's not prepared to accept the dollar or any of the other currencies. Now, he'll say to no to trade with the WCC. Now, what, what has he got? He, as I've just explained, they're the two pillars of the world now, goods and commodities. They've got everything in big supply. And the countries that have got the rest are aligning with the East. Take uranium. I think I mentioned it. 40% of the world's supply comes from Russia. Without uranium, nuclear power stations will stop. So there's only 60% supply left, and there's a fight for that 60% taking place now. What will that do? That will enormously increase the price of uranium as gas and oil will start to increase dramatically over the winter period. Now, have a look at Britain, because we've just had a new prime minister. 
trust. And now we have a new chancellor, Quasi Fortem. Well, I've got a name for him, and I'm going to call him this from now on. I used to like watching Black Adder, the series Black Adder. And Black Adder <laughs> used to uh, attack Baldrick. Yeah. <laughs> and in one series, he said, Baldrick, you're the thickest of the thick of the thick, or whatever. Yeah. Quasi Tang is Baldrick. Okay. In regards to understanding his own economics. Okay. I'll explain. In the US, last week, they raised interest rates for 3.25%. Their two year bond yield was 4.3%. It looks like it's going to rise. Now, the following days, UK increased its interest rates to 2.25% and its bonds to 3.9%. Now, the UK has splurged billions now. <laughs> the, the Conservative Party has outdone the Labour Party in regard to uh, Keynesianism to sort in the problems out. Well, I think that they sort the problems out. But they need to sell bonds. Why do they need to sell their bonds? Because they need foreign monies. They need the dollar. Because within the WCC countries, the dollar is king. It's the negotiable instrument. The pound is going through the floor. So if we've got money, where do we go to? Do we go to the highest interest rates and the best bond yields? Or do we go to a lower interest rate and lower bond yields? Well, of course, we go to the highest. Therein lies Baldrick's mistake. Because now Baldrick is not able to get foreign money in. Because all the foreign money is saying, let's go to the US, because that's the strongest currency at this moment in time. And I better explain that. All the WCC countries are plummeted into zero. That's where they're going to end. Some are going more faster than others. And the British pound is going the fastest of them all. So how does quasi Baldrick, how does Baldrick and Trust get out of this? Well, here we go. Here's one option for Baldrick. He doesn't do anything. But the Bank of England reconvenes in the next week. I don't know, next week or two. It could be tomorrow. It could be the day after. It'll depend how quick the crisis develops. And they will increase the interest rate. Now, will they raise it 1%? Well, they wouldn't raise it 75 basis points. Three quarters of a percent, three days or four days ago. But would 1% do it? No. America is already on 3.25. And our inflation is much worse than what it is in America. Our economy is much weaker than America's economy. Will it increase the bond yields? 
Well, that's concomitant on the interest rates. So what are we talking about? Let's have a look at it from Baldrick's point of view. Baldrick knows that inflation is 9%. He knows at 2.25%, he can't cure inflation. But he can't raise it any further. Otherwise, house prices, living standards will rocket. It will be a hyperinflationary spiral. So what's he going to do? But Baldrick now, you know, I think Baldrick will stand up and say this. Well, I didn't actually raise the interest rates. I think he'll actually say that the Bank of England did, as if to divorce himself. But that's the, that's the options so far. That's what they've got. The UK is in absolute crisis. Baldrick could be the first chancellor in history within his first month in office. The Bank of England has to intervene. It can't be the IMF because they, they demand you put your interest rates a percent above what your inflation is. <laughs> that, that would mean Britain would have to have 10% interest rates. Well, you can, forget, you can forget that. It would die in the day, on the hour that, that was announced. Now, Truss and Baldrick are finished. They're finished. In the next week or two, they will not be taken seriously. But then you have Starmer, Sturgeon, and the guy in Wales, which I always forget his name. Here we have these, and we have the other political parties. But what's their alternative? A bit like all the political leaders and differing parties in the WCC countries. It doesn't matter if they're right or left. Yes, it's good to see the right, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the parties, the Biden Easter parties falling left, right and centre. You know, it's good to see it in Sweden. Even better to see it in Italy. But fundamentally, it makes no difference. Because they can't do anything to stop this impending crisis. So what will they do in the short term? I believe this is going to sound way out. <laughs> I'll probably get to it, but I don't really care. I believe that Truss will invite Starmer into a national government. I will incorporate the, uh, the, region, uh, the, the, the SNP uh. and to a certain degree the Welsh Assembly they will have representatives in cabinet. But that national government, that's the last card. Now, we're talking about now, not immediately. This will be in a period where, I believe, we'll have the Taiwan conflict. We'll have the developing of a, of, of, of a third world war. Do we know roughly this timeline, Roy? Roughly. Is it all? I mean, is Taiwan going to kick off by the end of the year this year? Is it all absolutely definitely? I think Taiwan will go in the next few weeks. Okay. And do we think it's going to be? Oh, how long do we think we're going to be? I just the thought of Starmer, the thought no, of like, Starmer and Sturgeon. And I, I'm, Lou, it's just an opinion I got. I really don't want to get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. I don't want to get into the characters of the people. All right, no, or no. Even, well, even to a point, time frames, but I think it all happens this year. Okay. And you, 
the crisis is reflected in Germany, where the Bundeswehr has already made a point, German government, I should say, has already agreed that troops will assist the police, will be out on the streets on October the 1st. Why? This is back a month ago, to prevent riots. That, that will be the development which all the WCC countries will follow. They will have to, because these political parties will be blown asunder. The mass of people will not accept what is taking place. Remember, the prices now, these are the good days. Very, very quickly now, very quickly, across the WCC, you're going to see enormous spikes in prices. You're going to see the debt bubble, the housing bubble, the, the uh, derivative bubble, all the bubbles, they, they look like that they're going to go. Once they go, that's it. So you could see the development of Germany right across the board. What does that mean? Well, that means effectively martial law, where only the military can steep stability in society. And that leads us up to the November period with Trump returning, I believe, as the President of the United States. The return of Trump changes everything. Now, I'll deliberate more on that in the next few weeks. I just want to deal today, and I'm finishing now, with how the financial developments mirror the crisis in the countries of the world, which is going to come to a denouement within the next few months. Thanks, Lou. Wow, Roy. Wow. Ooh, doo -doo. Oh, my God. Where are we? Here we go. It's, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was, that was amazing, Roy. I mean, what? We're going to have some mad October by the looks of things if, 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 if all of this plays out. Now, what's going on? Like last week, we were talking about, uh, was it the Canadian military and America moving into the Taiwan Straits and things were starting to look a bit dodgy there. Has anything come of that? Well, as I just said. Yeah. Stop, on the twenty on the twentieth twentieth of this week, yep. you know the American warships are in the Taiwan Strait. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Stoltenberg has said that as far as he's concerned, we've got to deal with it, we've got to deal with Taiwan now. Now, now today, now. Yeah. Which gives you an idea that they are now leaving Ukraine and they've got to have another conflict. Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia were never really a conflict for them. No, no. You don't want to take Russia on in the winter time. General Winter has always won campaigns for the Russians. Yeah, of course. Ask Bonaparte. Have a chat with Adolf. They were destroyed. And besides that, Russia is not a secondary power now. It is a first world power. Really, you can see it all beginning to link in. I mentioned the, the currency. I mentioned the gold. I mentioned the mobilization. It's all being put into play now. Why would you bring in the currency? Because you know that you know that the WCC fiat currencies are falling. You don't want to be contagion from it. But well, what are you going to do for the third world countries? Well, they're coming into the orbit of, yeah. uh, of the East. What, what's India going to do? There's massive reserves. It's going to lease. It's going to lease gold to them. In other words, as we said a year ago, and it's coming true now, 
Our liver standards are plummeting and theirs are rising. All the lies that are being spewed out by the media, by the politicians, by the kept press, by the economists. Remember, let me deal with these economists. A year ago, the governor of the Bank of England, Jerome Powell, every economist that the Financial Times employed, and all the, you know, the, those who are endowed with greatness, they all said, well, you know, we don't have to increase interest rates. It's pretty plain sailing. The economy is doing very well. We're very happy with the way it's going. Where are we now? And even when? Even when inflation reared its head? I don't worry. We need 2% inflation. When the Ukraine war started, Ukraine will win. It'll overrun Russia. That'll be over. Putin's destroyed. Russia's destroyed. Just examine their stance as against Putin's and Xi's and the East. They have been consistent all along, reached their goals, and in so doing, <coughs> are destroying the WCC countries, who destroyed themselves vis-a-vis -vis the financialization that took hold of the markets, their markets. I explained, I've explained all that before in preceding discussions. So, Lou, this is what I believe will take place. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's just see. We're going to hold on to our hats. Uh, we've got coming into, well, got a long week. When's the, when is the first? Is that Friday or is it? When is, when is the first? Is it a week? Monday, is it? Uh, we can have a look. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We, I mean, we do actually have to, um, the Pope's got to get all the money out, hasn't he? On September 3rd. Listen, the Ukraine's over. Yeah. It's over. Got <laughs> It's over in one of the ways I, I've outlined. NATO, the US, the EU countries, the, the EU is going down now. The euro is under parity of one to one. The pound could go one to one and under. Germany, the industrial hub, the heart of the <coughs> EU, and to a degree Britain, is literally grinding to a halt. They say they got reserves of 100%. Bullshit. The dire, dire situation is reflected in that they're calling the troops up on October, October the 1st. Baldrick has led us down a blind alley. Didn't do any, you know, to a large degree, it's what you'd expect because they don't understand their own crisis. They don't understand their own economic. No. But it's all overlooked. Yeah, I, I just hope the military come in here and round our, like, scumbags up. I mean, but they stay take an oath to the Queen to serve the Queen or King, don't they? This is another thing that I'm, I'm trying to get my head round because all, you know, like, you've got his, Her Majesty's courts. Uh, they take a lead, the, the, the military take allegiance to her, to him now. Um, I don't well, know how this country gets sorted out, Roy. I don't know how we can get around this. I can explain it, but not, I'm not going to go into it now. I'll just say, to start it off, this is a failing monarchy now. That's in crisis, and it's going to be shown to be in dire crisis in the next week or two. Remember, all the movies are going to come into play. Yeah, they are, yeah. They come into play. And, and the other thing about it, now I chatted with a few uh, military 
during the COVID crisis. And, you know, I, I think I reflected, asked one of them about the jab. No. He was an officer. I'm not taking the jab, is it? I know what the jab is all about. You know, my family's not taking the jab. Any crisis that comes about, our military, they may take an oath to a queen or a king, but they live in our communities. They're our brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. They're our grandchildren. Yeah. When an attack is taking place on their own, they will not kill their own. Yeah. And that is the period of history we're going in. I don't want to touch on it, Luke, uh, because <laughs> I've got to go because I've got a meeting at 12 o'clock. Okay, then. All right, Roy. Well, thank you so much. We'll be back again next week. Uh, for hopefully another update if not sooner if anything major kicks off we're here um, so Roy Davis as always thank you go to RoyBoy17 on Telegram are you active on True Social I'm going to be trying to use True Social a lot more yeah, I'm, on, I'm on True Social RoyBoy17 UK yeah RoyBoy17 UK obviously LibertyTactics.co.uk we are on all of the platforms we now are on Apple Podcasts also. So um, check us out there. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify now. So, well, for now, who knows? We're no doubt going to get censored. But uh, for now, we're doing all right. We're on the Apple Podcast and on Spotify. So check us out there as well. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get videos uploaded to Rumble. Rick, it's only Rick and I, and George does help out. But we don't have anyone to help us just to get videos out. So if there's any listeners here who know about video editing, give me a shout, please, because we do really do need a little bit of help here because I've tried the techie stuff. It takes up most of my day and I need to be researching um, and I can't do it. I can hold my hands up. That is not my strong point, getting all anal with timing. I can't do it. So anybody out there who could possibly help with a bit of our video editing, please get in touch. Info at libertytactics.co.uk. Roy Davis, thank you as always. And uh, we're going to play out. What should we play out with, Roy? We're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. There you go. So Roy will be back next week, if not sooner. And I'll be back tomorrow with Clive DeCarle. God bless. Bye.